0: It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merrick Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
1: Welcome to a journey of transformation empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite
2: Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has. Giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed, walk out of the middle class, become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book? The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this book? Is free ninety nine. Yes, you heard me, free ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> All yours for free. Yes, free ninety nine. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. Nine dollars and ninety five cents just to get your free book. This book is a life changer. I am trying to tell you guys, everything in this book is what Antonio taught myself and Grace that enabled us to retire. Yes, we are retired, and we haven't even hit our forties yet. Woo. I'm just saying. I got a few months to go. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't nobody need to know that, girl. (laughs) You don't look it. That's it. Go get it. Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom, and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate.
3: Future. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, as we are starting to record, we have the most fantastic people in all the world on this let's talk tuesday people from the carolinas from the floridas from the ohios relocated to the floridas from maui all the way to grand old texas it's just a wonderful time to have all of you here i can't wait to meet all of you in person in the meantime The person who made me famous, the person who keeps making me famous and keeps me on international interview after interview after interview with A-list celebrity after A-list celebrity has something to tell us about some personal development. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you my friend, my right-hand man, my road dog, the Deanna Marie Mitchell. Take it away.
1: Just don't give
4: my whole government name. Thank you. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I just want to share with you something that I've been reading. Our dear friend, Dr. Shannon R. Clark, recommended a book to us called The Untethered Soul. It is The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer. Now, when I first opened this book, the first word just really just had all my attention so the first sentence is in case you haven't noticed you have a mental dialogue going on inside your head that never stops so that's the first thing I want to talk about the conversation in your head because it's a part of releasing the energy that you have stored inside of you with the conversation in your head I don't know about you but have you ever noticed how we are sitting when you're sitting alone There's like this conversation going on in your head. And both of the voices are yours. When you're in a group of people, there's a conversation going on in your head. Both of the voices are yours. (laughs) When you're with family, when you're out to eat, sometimes even when you're at a movie, there's a consistent conversation going on in your head. And not all these conversations are healthy for you. So one of the things that I think though. one of the things that he that Mr. Michael talks about is that the convert like one of the conversations that he gave as an example was like when you're trying to go to sleep and you can't sleep because there's something that you need to do or something that you thought about doing or a a, a, a thought that pops in your head as you're laying down. <clears throat> so you ask yourself, you know, what am I doing? I can't go to sleep yet. I forgot to call Fred. I remembered in the car, but I didn't call. If I don't call now, oh wait, it's too late. I shouldn't have called it. I I shouldn't have called I shouldn't call him now. I don't even know why I thought about it. I need to fall asleep. Oh shoot, now I can't fall asleep. I'm not tired anymore. But I have a big day tomorrow and have to get up early. So how many of you guys have had this conversation? How many of you have? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> another another thing he said was he was talking about the voice is being confusing because one point you're having, <laughs> as he said last night, one point you have this decision that you have made and it's a great decision, and then the next thing, as as things start getting tight and you start getting nervous or however you feel, now you're having a complete opposite conversation in your head, and so this particular conversation, they were this conversation was, I think I should get married. No, you know you're not ready. You'll be sorry. But I love him. Oh, come on. You felt that way about Tom. What if you had married him. So (laughs) so there's like, there's like several different conversations that you have going on in your head at the same time. And as I'm sitting here reading this book, I realized how many of the conversations that I've had to myself between myself that have gone completely downhill that I have allowed to ruin my day that I have allowed to cause any kind of conflict within my life what are these conversations, and why am I having them, and how do I stop them? <laughs> because again, not all conversations that you have are beneficial to you. So as, he, as Michael, Mr. Michael, Mr. Michael Finger is writing, he says, and this helped me, this really helped me, and now I just have songs that play in my head, like consistently there's a song always playing in my head. One of the things he recommended was take that voice and make it another person like take that that voice in your head every time it starts talking to you every time you have this conversation make it an actual person that's sitting next to you and see how much you actually talk to that person versus how much that person actually talks to you mm. And I did that. <laughs> and one of the things he said was, you'll realize just how annoying that person is and how much you wouldn't want to be around that person or how much you wouldn't want to be that person or how much you would just be like, can you just go somewhere and shut up and leave me alone? I actually did this practice. I actually did this. And I was sitting here and and I, I, I spent a lot of time in the car. As Antonio said, I'm his road dog. You know, we, we always in the car. Well, it was one time I think I was either dropping off my son or going to pick him up or doing something. And the conversation started in my head, so I imagined the person sitting in the passenger side, and I'm just driving. And I'm driving. And I actually caught myself looking over like, dude, would you just shut up? Because that's how much conversations happen in your head. When you actually do that, you'll realize that the person talking is not really you. The person responding is you. The person, it's your, let me see if I can remember how he said it. He said it's your, it's like your subconscious having the conversation with you. There was another book that I read that Daryl actually, uh, Coach D actually brought up in one of our conversations called, um, and then Tony, I need you to help me Dr. Joe Dispenza, the habit of breaking the habit of breaking yourself. And in this book, it talks about how your subconscious that how you have trained it for survival. And because you've trained it for survival. Anything outside of that, anything away from that, it's going to fight you because it's it's living. And Antonio always tells us anything alive will fight. It will fight to stay alive. So what I what I under what I understood out of the combination of both books and Antonio's teaching is that my subconscious is Having is is forcing these conversations and I'm responding to it and I'm going to that place with this voice in my head because at the time it starts making sense to me and another thing Joe Dispenza said is if you're trying to break the habit of being yourself there's 5% of you that's that's working to break the habit but that 95% of you is still the same so it's going to fight and it's going to work and it's going to try to wear you down that's what the conversations in your head is doing the subconscious, the way that you have trained your subconscious regardless of if it's a healthy way to protect yourself or an unhealthy way to protect yourself either way it goes you have trained your subconscious to protect you if you've been hurt you've trained your subconscious okay next time this happens it's not going to happen again remember this happened and protect yourself when you are and that's in any aspect of life when you're a kid and you fell and, and and scraped your knee you remember that incident and you so, so you can protect yourself not to do that again, you train your subconscious to okay, remember when you ride your bike, don't ride your bike with flip-flops because then the little either the front or the back is going is gonna hit the ground or something's gonna happen and the bike is gonna flip and you're gonna fall and hurt yourself. It, and it happened to me recently. I was carrying myself to sleep. I was carrying out of the car the, the driveway had a little you know how your driveway part of it is down the other part humps up. Well, I tripped over it, and I was in more fear of my son falling and hitting the concrete than I was of myself, so I trained my subconscious to any time I walked past that portion to make sure I stepped higher than normal. That's what's going on with the conversation in your head, so when you're making a business decision, no, we shouldn't do that, because remember last time we did this, and this is what happened, so you really shouldn't have that but in your head, but this sounds like a really good deal. When, you're, when you have friendships, and the friendship, you've had friendships before, but now you're in a really good friendship, someone who's an actual friend. You're having the conversation, girl, remember the last time you had a friend and this happened, you know, you can't trust this one, but this one is different from the other. Uh, like, these are the conversations you have in your head. So take that person that goes against everything that feels good to you and that bumps up against that and make them a whole nother person. And every time you have that conversation going on in your head, imagine that person sitting next to you. And they keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And And out of four, you're going to understand, you're just running them out, just me running them out. I'm fine. Then you can release that. This is all related to releasing energy because the conversations in your subconscious are attached to an energy that you've been holding on to. The next part of the book, not the next part, but another chapter it will actually yes, yeah, the second part of the book actually discusses called experiencing energy. And what doc what Mr. I want to say doctor, what Mr. Singer says is your heart is like a center of pure unadulterated energy. It's just all energy and what he says is it's an infinite energy you know he's uh, there's one that says if you concentrate on a thought and another thought interferes you will have to assert an opposing force to fight the interfering thought that requires energy and it can wear you out so have you ever been in a point where you have a thought come up you're having a conversation in your head and by the end of that conversation you are completely worn out because you exerted so much energy during this conversation that you tell, you're tired now. It's like, you know what, I'm tired, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> but you haven't had a conversation with anybody. You've been talking to yourself with the conversation in your head. One of the greatest examples that he gave that made me understand the muscle, which is why I want to help you guys release energy, is that every time something happens to you, you lock that energy within you. And what he says is it's an unfinished mental and emotional energy pattern and it's stored inside of you. When something comes up, let's say something happened to you years ago as a kid. You were shut in a dark room and somebody scared the crap out of you. You were Bitten by a dog, or even not even bit, but you were just chased by a dog, and it just scared you. You were in a car accident. You, your, you heard your parents fighting one night, and it just it did something to you. You stored that energy within you, and because that energy is stored within you, and you've never released it, it's just going in a cycle inside of you. It's just cycling inside of you over and over again until <clears throat> until one day you're locked in a dark room and every fear that you felt in that dark room as a child is resurfaced that's because that energy has now been triggered you see a dog running down the street and you're instantly scared that's because that energy has been triggered and because you didn't release the energy when it first happened it's coming up again, because all it's been doing is just circling and cycling inside of you. Mr. Singer gave the greatest example that I could possibly, I, I couldn't have given or even thought of, <laughs> this, this great, great, great example. So he was, he was saying how there was a guy who was driving down the street, and I'm, I'm looking for the story so that way I can tell it to you, There was a guy driving down the street, and he saw this blue Mustang, and it belonged to his girlfriend, and as he's driving, he sees that there's another passenger in the car, like his girlfriend's not driving, there's somebody else in the car, and they're leaning over, like they're all booed up driving, basically, and everything, like, you know how you would feel if you saw who you was supposed to be with booed up with somebody else. Like, you know how you would feel. Well, he never let that energy go. So let's travel forward in time. It's five years later. He's married, two kids. They're driving down the highway. They're having a wonderful time as a family. And he sees a Mustang, not a blue Mustang, but a Mustang. Driving down, pulls up next to him, two people in a car, cuddled up and booed up together. Every part of him shifted. He went from being extremely happy to being anxious, angry, hurt, frustrated, confused. Just like that. That's because the energy was triggered and it resurfaced and because he didn't let it blow through him the first time, it came back up and it resurfaced. How many of you have stored energy within you from years ago mm. that gets triggered every time something happens to you and it just comes right back up? It changes your whole mood. It changes your whole attitude. It changed. You could walk into a room completely happy, see somebody that reminds you of something that happened to you years ago and now you completely changed the entire atmosphere in the room because you want it to be felt because of how you feel. That's because you didn't release the energy. So let me explain this energy to you and how he how I understood the release of the energy. See, this energy is locked within you because you locked yourself up. So there's no energy flowing in and there's no energy flowing out. Once you decide to open back up, now there's an energy flow again. But so my question to you is what energy is flowing? Do you have the stored up energy flowing or do you have new energy flowing through you? See, what happened with this gentleman was this this particular energy, he allowed it to come in and he locked it so it didn't have the opportunity to flow through. Antonio uses a great example, and he's done it before. He said, when you see the moon, you're like, oh, that's a beautiful moon, and you keep on moving. That's what you don't do with the energy that you have locked inside of you, and that's what you're supposed to do with the energy. You're supposed to let energy flow through you, because if you lock it, it just gets stuck and it just keeps cycling and cycling, and cycling within you. So what she said to do with the energy, and mind you, this happens with both positive and negative energy. What you do is you let the energy flow through you. See, a lot of times we lock ourselves because we don't want to feel the pain. We don't want to feel the hurt. But we also lock ourselves because we want to hold on to that amazing experience that we had and we never want to let it go. And either way it goes, when you block the energy within you, you don't allow for any other energy to flow through you, period. And when you're blocked, you're blocked mentally, you're blocked emotionally, so you can't learn anything new, you can't feel anything new, and then when you're trying to go, you gut feeling you can't because that energy is still blocked within you. And the energy that you have blocked within you is stopping anything else from flowing in and out. And what he said was, he said, there are two kinds of experiences that can occur that block your heart, block your energy. You are either trying to push energies away because they bother you, or you're trying to keep energies close because you like them. In both cases, you're not letting them pass. And you're wasting precious energy by blocking the flow through resisting and clinging. He said the alternative is to enjoy life instead of clinging to it or pushing it away. The gentleman's entire mood changed from an incident that happened five years ago because he was trying to block. We hold on to positive things that have happened to us in the past and we don't allow any new experiences because we're clinging. If you just keep yourself open and let the energy flow, you unlock. Unimaginable things into your life. The, what I started doing is, I don't, I'm not sure how anybody else feels blocked energy or how you feel energy flow through you. But me, I've noticed here, well, here recently, what I've started doing is when I have, when I feel like something is building up in me, I take a deep breath. And I say, I release this energy. I allow it to flow through me. I allow myself to feel these emotions, and I release it. And I've noticed that my chest does not get as tight as it is. The conversations in my head have minimized the song. And the songs that play in my head are actually, I guess, it's sources conversation with me. <laughs> But when I read, when I release the energy in mind you, I release it every time it comes up. I, mean, I need, I need everyone to understand something. This is not a one time thing. I expressed to Antonio either earlier this well, actually was last week that there are two songs that I've been playing in my head and catching my attention and there's a theme in them. They're both Christian songs and one of them says here I am on my knees again. The other one is, here I am, uh, um, gracefully broken, they're basically saying, I'm giving my heart, here's my heart again. Like, I'm giving you my heart again. And I noticed, and in the theme of that, I noticed that things don't happen just once. It's a consistency of releasing, because you had a consistency of storing up energy. You had a consistency of holding on to things. you had a consistency of doing that. So it's a consistency. There's an again and again and again process of releasing So it's not just a one time thing. When you feel Yourself reminiscing on something great that happened. Take a deep breath. Say I'm grateful that it happened. But now I release this energy. I allow myself to feel the emotions of that and now I release it because now you're opening yourself up to feel something even greater. When you feel yourself being triggered by something that has happened to you in the past, breathe, take a deep breath. And as you release that breath, say, I release this energy. I allow it to flow through me. I allow myself to feel this, but I am releasing it. And it will open you up it really will. It's one of the biggest things that he said to me, which goes along the line of again and again, and also goes along the line of allowing yourself to feel. He said, of course it hurts when it comes up. See, the thing is, we don't ever want to feel pain again, or we're holding on to this great emotion so much that we're missing out on something else. He said that it was stored up pain. It was stored with pain. The energy that is going in you, the energy that's circling in you, is stored with pain. So, of course, it's going to hurt when you release it. Hmm. But it's going to release the pain. As long as you hold the energy within, you hold the pain within. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of holding on to pain. I'm tired of holding on to what was and I'm ready to get to what can be. And I'm talking on both of holding on to both pain and love, pain and happiness. Release them both so you can get less pain and more love. Mm. Another thing he said is, which is something that Antonio tells us as well. He says, You have to decide if you want to continue. You have to decide, you have to make a decision. Do I decide to stay in this painful place for the rest of my life and not live my life? Do I decide to hold on to this one good moment and miss every other good moment because I'm still clinging on to this one? Or am I going to decide to release them both and just enjoy my life? When you have to decide if you want to continue to walk around with stored pain of blocking your heart and limiting your life, the alternative is to be willing to let it go when it gets stimulated. And that's our biggest problem. We're not willing to let it go. It hurts so much that we want to block it again, not understand that we're blocking it in us. And it's going to, yeah, I'm going to say it that way. It's going to get triggered again. It's going to happen. And the biggest thing that he said, it only hurts for a minute and then it's over. The pain you have stored up in you, when you go to release it, it's only gonna hurt for a minute and then it's over. When you got that shot and you was in the hospital, it only hurt for a minute
2: and then it was over.
4: When you had your kid, it hurt a little longer than a minute, but it only hurt for a moment
2: okay.
4: and then it was over. When you scratch your knee, when you fell off your bite, it only hurt for a minute, then it was over. You didn't hold on to the pain. You didn't keep taking off the scab so it can hurt over and over and over again. You didn't keep holding on to your stomach and, and pulling out your stitches so the pain will hurt over and over again. You didn't do that. You did it just like you do the moon and the sun every single day. Oh, man, it's a beautiful day and you kept on moving. Oh, man, that full moon is beautiful tonight. Look how big it is tonight. It's all big and orange. And you kept on moving. Do that to the energy that's inside of you. Feel the pain. Feel the love. Feel the joy. Feel the happiness. Stop protecting yourself from... Stop protecting yourself from what was so you can experience what is and what can be. And that's both pain and love. Again, you're, whole, you're, you're storing both energies within within you. You're blocking your heart to anything else in this world you can experience. You're only limiting your experience while you're here. West Brown says the richest place on on the planet is the graveyard. That's because they blocked all of the energy within them, and they never let it out so they could live and experience the greatest them that could be. And because of that, other people didn't get to experience the greatest them that they could be. If I 100% block myself off from everything that has ever happened to me, I wouldn't be able to experience meeting Talisha and Phil and Susan and Pam, Grace, Antonio, John, Michelle. I, I wouldn't be able to experience any of that. But also, if I decided to hold on to all the positive that's ever happened in my life, my son would be the worst child ever because he would be spoiled Robbie, because I'd just be clinging on to that little baby that I held on to when he first gave him to me. I will forever be stuck in, the, in my childhood, clinging on to whatever happiness that was there instead of experience growing and becoming an adult and experience all the crazy stuff that happens to adults. I don't like adulting, but it's a wonderful experience. So, ladies and gentlemen, just release the energy. Take a deep breath. Allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling right now. And allow the energy to flow through you. You'll sleep better. The conversations will be a little less the more you do it, and be consistent with it. Thank you for joining me today for Let's Talk Tuesday. Everyone, have an amazing day today. If you have any questions or boss man, you want me to turn it back over to you? Okay. Let me turn okay. it back over to boss man.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard the lesson for today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots of good things I could point out, but I won't. I'm going to start off with Pam Norris as she was feeling it the whole time. <laughs> and then we'll kick off from that positive energy. Go ahead, Pam.
5: Yeah. What? Well, um, all my years as a therapist, um, and most of the patients I have who had traumas, early traumas who were now diagnosed with a mental illness, um, it really, most of therapy was really about doing exactly what you talked about, Diana, getting them to release the energy. And for anybody who may be on this show, who's looking for some ways to practice one of the things I used to teach but and I found was helpful and my patients found it was Qigong, breathing exercises. I'll spell it in chat for you. It's Q-I-G-O-N-G. And it's um, a Tibetan uh, practice. It has movement, but you can just do it with breathing. And it allows you to just sort of release with breath all that energy. And that's really a, a lot of what, um, many of us have. Um, many of the people I dealt with were rape survivors. I'm a rape survivor, and I know that oftentimes you, the pain that and the, that you talked about, Deanna, about having gone through that experience, can be a block, and that it it conjures up again. Not only blocking you, but sometimes you go back there again because you. It's almost like you're still working through how to what, how couldn't i stop it all the the what ifs um and so you at some point you have to release it and move past it so i thought it was an excellent uh, class you had today because this is this is something we all you know i deal with we all have had issues and traumas in our background that can often stand in the way of us moving forward and as we're in business it affects other decisions we make business decisions not just our personal life because we are our business and our personal life together you we can't divide them so thank you
4: thank you so much miss pam norris and thank you for thank you for the putting putting the breathing techniques in chat because whether we really understand it or not it asked the breathing actually does work and i i used to think it was crazy when people say just breathe just breathe i'm like what they gonna do for me <laughs> But I've learned that if you, I take in a deep breath so much where I can't do it anymore. And then I just release it. And so thank you. Thank you so much. I'm actually going to copy and paste this myself in my notes. (laughs) So I can go back to it as well and definitely Google it and, you know, Google it and and start doing it myself. You know, there's, there's no wrong way to release the energy. So thank you, thank you for your transparency, Miss Pam. Thank you very much, and thank you for sharing as well. Miss um, Susan, right before I get to you, Talisha, you asked, how do you release the energy that doesn't serve you? You kind of answered it already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And if you have any questions, like you always do, just text me. I have no issues with that. So please do. All right, Ms. Susan, you have your hand up.
6: That was excellent. Uh, I, I was thinking of, I think we hold on to so much from our childhood and thinking back, you know, or any tragedy that you've had in your life and then you're not able to release it um, on a daily basis, um, similar to what Pam was saying, um, Tai Chi is very good because you're bringing the energy into you, the energy comes in and then you push it away in and out. And I actually do that every morning, just, you know, wherever I'm standing wherever I am. When I take the dogs out, I do that. Um, Also yoga, the yoga breathing. Uh, For so many years, I just, you know, I wanted everything fast and I wanted to burn calories and this and that but yoga is phenomenal and I take yoga classes, but once you start, you can do yoga anywhere. I, you know, I do yoga, you know, with the palm trees, I use them, you know, to to do yoga and the earth. So yoga is a great technique for, um, releasing and whenever I've got way too much going on, um, if I can squeeze in a yoga class, it just releases so much. And I highly encourage people to, to start. And when you take it, you know, there are people all levels. You can get videos for both Tai Chi and yoga. But I encourage a, a class too because it's a group energy. Um, and then the release is a group release too. Thank you.
4: Awesome. Uh, so thank you so much, Ms. Susan. Thank you very much for sharing. Tai um, Chi yoga are actually two things that i've I've really been interested in. Uh, there's a a website that I'll go to gaia dot com g a i a com. It was actually introduced to me by Antonio and they actually give you. They do like a whole course on. There's several courses on yoga, like beginners yoga, exactly what yoga is and how it does help you. So if you've ever been, what I'm looking for, questionable or questioning yoga or anything, then you can go. You can go there and actually research yoga, get an idea of what it is and how it helps you. So thank you so much, Miss Susan, for sharing. I really appreciate it. Does anyone else have any questions or anything that you would like to share or anything to help add value to those who are on the call today? The floor is open.
5: Um, I had a question. Um, does indecisiveness come from the voices that come that you talk, you know, what you're speaking of? Is that, is that what causes indecisiveness because you have one voice speaking this thing and another voice speaking this? It does.
4: It, it, it causes confusion because you are deciding to be one thing. And if it's something that you're that you have trained your subconscious that's that gives it a red flag, then you'll have that consistent conversation and you won't make a decision. You'll go from man, that sounds like a great idea. Girl, what you talking about? That don't do that. That's it. But I mean, you know, it, it'll really work for now. You know, the last time you tried to do something like that, this happened. But I know, but this is this is different. It, it's no different than the last time. It does cause <laughs> your indecisiveness comes from you. It comes from the conversations in your head. It also comes from you not releasing the energy. And and my this is this is something that. Antonio has been trying to tell me for years, and you know how we get when somebody trying to tell you something, but you're not really trying to hear what they're trying to say because they right, but you don't want them to be right. <laughs> it comes from that. So when you, the one thing that Antonio has always taught us is You can't hold two things in your hand at once. You get nowhere with that. You have to make a decision. And regardless of what decision you make just make a decision and everything will fall into place for that. And if you want to be, if you want to be spiritual with your deity of choice, but I'm going to say my God, Antonio has taught us also that, well, has taught me as as my pastor that God is with you regardless of what decision you make. And what he will do is he will, he will, his grace and his mercy allows you to be able to move. He's like he's he's truly and honestly with you every stuff. And I know that's hard to believe because sometimes you go through rough stuff, but that is the best that he could do for you because it could be worse. It could honestly be worse. And I see Boston got a grin on his face. Did you did you want to step in here, Boston? Oh I guess okay. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> but just just make a, <laughs> And I know at this point in time for you, it's, easy, it's easier said than done because I've been there. I'm not tell every time we've talked to each. I've always told you, I'm not going to tell you something that I ain't been through myself. I get it. I really do. What I'm saying to you sounds easier, and it sounds easier said than done. But when you actually just make a decision, the weight gets lighter because you've made a decision. So now you're not battling with what to do. Now it's just okay let me just move. <laughs> I've decided to do this. Let me just move in it. I've decided to do that. Let me just do it. Just move in it. And what Antonio has taught us is once you make a decision, everything else just falls away. Everything else not associated with that decision falls away. So being indecisive is because you're holding on to some kind of energy that's trying to, put that, that you haven't released. And because of that, the conversation in your head keeps going back and forth and you don't know what to do. So just take it, anytime that happens, just take a deep breath and just pause. Release the energy and then go from there. I hope that helped. Yes, thank you so much. You're so very welcome. Sending you air hugs, air hugs, air hugs. Anyone else have anything to say or have a question or just want to add value to anyone else on the call? The floor is open.
6: speak yes
4: sir you can
7: okay yes Um, (laughs) um, I was listening to what you were saying and uh, you know me uh, I agree with what you were saying because I've had to learn Um, I guess I can pop that on sure I'm sitting still Yeah. I've had to learn. Hey, how y'all doing? You know, (laughs) I've had to learn um, how to allow things to flow through through me and around me in order, you know, to get through certain things. One of the things that I've learned with dealing with issues and problems is when I have certain thoughts or when certain emotions hit me or when certain feelings come through, I don't put an attachment to them. And it's, you know, what our thoughts, what our feelings, what our emotions, usually, you know, when we get our most upset is when there's something that we are placing an attachment to it. And I've learned from a gentleman, uh, when I got out of the military in 86, uh, I had a breakdown. I spent two months in the psych ward at Hines Veteran Hospital, two miles away from where I live. And... Uh, one thing I know that'll get you straight real quick is when you get in a psych ward, you realize that there's people in there crazier than you are. You know, you, you, you all right from now. You like, Oh, wait a minute. Hold up, doc. You know, but they, they wouldn't let me up out of there. You know, I was like, Hey doc, I'm cool in the gang, man. You know, oh no, 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 no. We must evaluate you. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't need no evaluation. You know? you know, but I ended up being there two months. Uh, I've been through a series of, anger management and things, I went over a year into that, you know, and some other uh, um, uh, mental evaluations and stuff. Uh, I'm a crazy guy in a fun way, not in a, you know, a mental way. But one of the things, you know, I do is I do that. I I don't allow myself like I used to to put attachment to anything. And something that I do that some of the people at home find funny is I love animations. And all the animations, you know, from when I was a kid, Things like uh, the Jackson 5 cartoons, Herculoids, uh, Johnny Quest, uh, uh, ba- I went and bought the whole series for Batman and Robin of the 60s, uh, Wonder Woman, all of these things, be racer all of these things, you know, when I'm feeling, you know, a bit over-emotional or my, my, there's too much going on in my mind, I will actually sit down and watch some of these shows or animations, you know, to relax myself. And because it brings out the child in me. And when it brings out that child, you know, when you're a child, you know, you don't have any words in the world. Your imagination just runs wild and you just flowing with it. So it gets me back into the flow of things. And when it slows my mind down, then once I'm done watching the animation or anything, then I'm able, you know, to get back up, you know, and I sit down and I think for a moment. Okay, now let's move through this one at a time. Instead of trying to do, you know, sometimes we try to deal with too many things at one time. And uh, I just find that that's always helped for me when I get into the animation It helps me to loosen up, to lose the attachment to whatever it was that was creating all the animosity in my life at that time. And as of lately, I've been realizing it's so tough that I've been removing individuals from my life. Now, they don't understand what's going on. And some people actually, you know, try to stay attached to you when you're telling them, hey, beat it, you know. But they actually, you know, go out of the way to stay attached to you, which, you know, it just blows my mind. It's like, there's a reason I don't talk to you anymore. You know, um, and my niece helped me out with something. You know, she told me, you know, just the other day, she said, Uncle Johnny, you got to stop being down with OPP. I said, what do you mean OPP? She said, other people's problems. She said, you know, because that helps to create a, a lot of the animosity in your life because one thing about drama, because a lot of the drama majors are gone out of my life now and I'm starting to feel that, that Zen place. It's like they say, you know, with drama, you, you either invite it in your life, you either create it or you associate with it. That's one of the three ways drama comes into your life, you know, and, you know, I've broken a lot of that up. And, you know, like I said, I just don't allow myself to get attached to anything anymore you know emotionally uh, because it really takes me to a place that I don't want to be and uh, I just wanted to add that in there you know like I said it can be done and one thing about when you're changing your changing things like that emotionally and and, and mentally is that you have to do your due diligence it's not just going to go away or change you know overnight you have to stick with it you have to really want to be in that place of sin or to make that change or to abate that anger, whatever it is, you have to be diligent about it. It's just like being a crack addict or drug addict. You know, it's not about going in and getting that chip, you know, it's really about, yeah, you get the chip, but it's the due diligence that you put in for not wanting to continue to be an addict. And I come from a long line of alcoholists and drug addicts. So I done been to a whole lot of rehab with folks. And everything even use drugs for years for myself you know so it's it comes with due diligence due diligence you have to really want it and you can do it because once you tell yourself I can do this every dog gonna sell, every dog gonna molecule every dog gonna atom in your body everything starts to change to go in your favor to making that change you know you just have to believe and do the due diligence that's all I got to say thank you
4: Thank you, thank you so much, Mr. John Callaway. I have to admit, I'm with you on that. I my thing is music and don't judge me and coloring books. <laughs> the 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 really detailed and you know like the flowers and the the I forgot what it's called, but it's like the not a cute but the well the the really detailed I I, I love coloring. But thank you, John. Thank you for your Transparency, and thank you definitely for sharing with us as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, if there is not anything anyone else would like to add, it is 6:45, and guess what? We have the Bureau of Dominant Speakers coming up in 15 minutes. We have yes, adult coloring books. Thank you, Toby. <laughs> we have Ten Underhill coming up next. So, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited. Yes, Jerome. Candice coming up next. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Just And just remember, just take a deep breath and release it. All you have to do is release. And enjoy life. Live, love, eat, <laughs> and have a ball. Thank you for joining us this evening for Let's Talk Tuesday. Next week, we have the Grace White sandals. <laughs> My Gracie May. I told you all don't. But I'm the only one who can call her that. So ladies and gentlemen, and don't forget, Antonio has a new platform. So if you have a question, you can either text it to him or send your video question to 409 500 1546 and he will respond in kind with a video response. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for allowing me to pour into you this evening and you have an amazing evening.
8: Good night. Our next guest is the CEO of a Facebook competitor. It is called MeWe. It is a next-gen social platform with a focus on privacy. The company has surpassed 5.5 million members. CEO Mark Weinstein with us now in a Fox Business exclusive. Welcome to the program, Mark. Glad to have you with us. So why the focus on privacy Are taking advantage of Facebook's public stumbles?
9: Well, Deirdre, I'm one of the guys who invented social networks and it was never, social networks were never invented to be what we call now surveillance capitalism, which is what Facebook is. Their members are not customers to serve, their data to sell and data to target. So it really, MeWe is a full, fully, you know, fledged a social network with all the features people love. The privacy is our privacy bill of rights. We don't sell your data. We don't target you. We don't mess up your news feeds. We have a freemium business model, so everything you love is free. And you can, you know, traditional capitalism, great capitalism. You can spend money on in-app purchases, or you can just enjoy the free service. There's nothing, you know, you can't be targeted for your vote or your opinion. Um, It's social media the way it was meant to be.
8: So then, Mark, honestly, how do you make money? Because we all know when we use Facebook, it's free for the user. But we know because we are not paying that we become the product so that Facebook is gathering data on us. And I think some people even say Facebook isn't a social company. It's a data company. But then how do you make money? Are people paying your company for subscriptions?
9: no no it's very important me is free forever but now with we, we know that the freemium model works and me is we're doing great with revenue we have twenty eight hundred free emojis but we've got great custom emojis custom stickers so live people voice pay, live for those. Is a pay option for those right and, and live voice live video secret encrypted chat uh, MeWe pages are $1.99 a month, but you reach 100% of your followers all the time. So for $24 a month, you don't have to boost anything. So if you have 500,000 followers or 5,000 followers or 10 million followers, you reach everybody. At Facebook, you reach 5%. You've got to pay to boost, and then their algorithm messes the whole thing up anyhow. So MeWe is really true, pure social media. It's social networking done right, and people love it. So- you know, we're growing organically with no ads and, and, and we're not even marketing MeWe and we're growing by tens of thousands of people every day.
8: So Mark we have some stats about your company as you're speaking five and a half million users right now which is impressive but how are you going to keep growing that because one telephone is not so fun, two telephones work, basically you need more people to sign up.
9: Well, people are signing up, Deirdre, every day, and here's the beautiful thing about We So, we also have some major, major deals that are not announced with some huge influencers worldwide, but even without them, we grew 405 percent last year. We're targeting, you know, we actually target, we'll have over 30 million members by the end of this year, over 150 million by the end of next year. We're growing twice as fast already this year, and people also move in groups. This is really, we have never seen something like this. So constituents these move to people. So many people are censored or blocked or violated on Facebook and they all move to MeWe. So the growth is fantastic.
8: Quick question, Mark. You say Facebook, as an aside, should not be broken up. Why is that?
9: Listen, we compete with Facebook great snap competes with facebook twitter competes with facebook breaking up facebook doesn't solve the problem that they are a surveillance company transacting data by the way also transacting data from non-members they track all of us remember the cambridge analytica ceo said they had data on two hundred thirty million adult really every adult in america now, Facebook's new rules that you talked about today, that's a bunch of BS. Facebook has had rules the whole time. They break their rules all the time. That's the problem. The rules right. of Facebook mean nothing.
8: Mark, we thank you very much for the time. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the growth. Thank you, Didra.
10: I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have, is not what you have, it's not what you do, How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you want to go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that? and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith, Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today
11: Not making money, the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me, as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close, so the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people and get this, everybody. I had forty eight job positions open during the pandemic twenty two dollars an hour with paid training, and I could not find a single person for 2 years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. 22 dollars an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True so how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ziprecruiter. dot com slash b two b, all spelled the regular way. That's zip z i p recruiter a r e c a r u i t e r ziprecruiter. dot com slash b two b, and I promise you.